Hello, five songs or less. This is David. And Justin. From Jimmy Eat Pod. And uh, wow, we're very excited that you guys are doing a month of Jimmy Eat World songs. Uh, if only we could think of anything to say about Jimmy Eat World songs. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Justin, what are we tasked with for this episode of Five Songs or Less? Oh, to boy. Help our boys. This is all pre-clarity. So we had to pick five songs that uh, preceded clarity, which is not easy. There's there's a lot of stuff, um, a lot of eclectic songs from this band that we had to sift through. Yeah, when I spoke with Danny about doing it, he says pre-clarity. And immediately I'm like, oh man, pre-static, there's like 15 songs to do. But then I'm like, <laughs> oh, pre-clarity, we got more songs to pull from. So yes. uh, So at least we were, so we, we went, we listened to some things. You chose two, I chose two, and we chose one together. And the one that we chose together is the one that consistently gets shit on by the yeah. community. It's like <laughs> consistently voted as the worst Jimmy Eat World song. everyone out there in five songs or less land and jimmy pod land welcome to the first of four very special five songs or less episodes in which we talk about the wonderful jimmy world in celebration of the 20th anniversary of the release of their breakthrough hit album bleed american if you are here upon the recommendation of jimmy pod we're sorry. Welcome, and we're sorry. <laughs> if you've come for the same quality and in-depth anal- analytical look at Jimmy World songs... There was a taste of it right there. There, Yeah, that's, that's as much as you're going to get. <laughs> Thankfully, the, the wonderful lads over at Jimmy Pod have given us... <laughs> Dante didn't like lads. The wonderful... Hosts, the wonderful hosts over at Jimmy Eight Pod have uh, provided us with a little introduction for every single song and even a little intro to this episode, which I will use, even though I'm we, doing my own intro. We need it. <laughs> From so now we'll play on, that, you know, at, at any point during this. And, and uh, yeah, welcome, everyone. Uh, yes, and and welcome to you too. Uh, thanks for thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank and thanks for having me as well. Yes, yes. With me as always is Dante. Yes. Uh, so so this episode in particular, I didn't i I said that this was a Jimmy Eat World episode, but I didn't say what exactly. This is Jimmy Eat World: The Early Years. Dante and I have not spend spent much time with anything pre-clarity. Yeah. There's a couple songs that I had downloaded early on. Uh, the one specifically that comes to mind, well, two specifically come to mind. One is on the playlist, and 
Another is uh, off of Static Prevail, a song called Thinking. That's all. When you, how did you download these two songs? Um, throughout the years of my uh, illegal pirating, I used many programs. So okay, that's that's all I was asking. Was it was Napster a, a or download purchase or you no, were? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. We gotta we gotta stick it to the <laughs> to the man and the man being fucking like Mesa teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Stack Prevails was out on Capitol Records. They weren't hurting for any money. <laughs> yeah, no, the, you're right. God, I'm I, in the I'm in the right here, Dante. Okay, I have this I have this fight with like every like friend I have, where I'm just like, stop stealing things, and they're <laughs> like, no, it's fine. And I'm like, I don't get it, and they'll be like, does it like does it upset you? And I'm like. I, I yeah I think so <laughs> like I don't know what it is but I just have this like um even if it's like you know oh you watched a movie on a you know a torrent or something like mm-hmm. that I'm just like don't do that <laughs> and I it doesn't matter to me if it's like you know some little indie or like a a Marvel movie I'm just like you shouldn't you know like the the key grip is losing money when you do that it's like Aww. it's not Thor Dante's yeah, it's all a very, it's a very, uh, very stupid like sense of justice I have for, <laughs> you know, not that probably not that big of an issue. I don't know. I, I truly don't know. Um, I noticed you kept saying that this was like introed and these songs were given to us by um, Jimmy Eat Pod. Correct. Even though like their true like in our heart of hearts name is Jimmy Pod World, <laughs> and I don't care. Well, I do. It's a big sticking point. <laughs> Jimmy Pod World. I do, I do remember object- in your in your days of still being on Twitter publicly where you would actually comment on things and the Jimmy Pod podcast was first being announced, you getting very upset that it wasn't called Jimmy Pod World. That's that was actually what made me just kind of leave Twitter. I'll tell you. That was <laughs> the last the breaking straw. point. I could deal with like the the racism and the like the gathering of the uh non-minds of the alt-right and sure sure um you know twitter kind of like tacitly supporting neo-nazism whatever but jimmy eat pod (laughs) we're as a country we should be better than this how about jimmy eat july well i mean that's not their their podcast is year-round as far as i can tell so I'm talking about our month of Jimmy Eat World content. Jimmy Eat July. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine if if we want to, because it's sort of a a merger. We could have done Jimmy July World. Well, that would have been stupid. (laughs) Oh, God. I went went from being in a a very horrible mood before Mm -hmm. we hit the record button to... A pretty goofy and loopy mood now. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jimmy Eat Pod. Thank you, Jimmy Pod World. Thank you, uh, Jimmy Eat July. Thank you, Dante. Thank you, Captain Caveman. And the, what is it? Teen Angels. Teen Angels. <laughs> and thank you to the San Jose Sharks. 
proud sponsor of <laughs> proud Five Songs sponsor. or Less and our exclusive sponsor throughout Jimmy Eat July, yes. the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> yes. What is the Cap- connection to Jimmy Eat World? I don't know. Okay, let's see. Uh, well, I mean, sharks eat, so mm, they're they they're they're noted eaters. Correct. Um, okay, let's see. Songs the 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 middle. No, I mean, well, if if you get bitten off the coast of California, mm-hmm. um, you are probably going to bleed, American. Um, <laughs> if you're American. Well, that's why I said off of an American. Oh, in American Uh, waters. I see. I see. Um, boy, (laughs) I'm 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 not super excited. Clarity. (laughs) That's that's right. Uh, I'm not super excited about the sharks' uh, present, but I'm kind of hopeful for their futures. Um, Mm -hmm. When uh, you score a goal, uh, they call it. I'm not that familiar with the with the post Bleed American catalog, which mm-hmm. is why we're doing a post Bleed American episode. Yeah, later yeah this what's month. funny is I did not wh- get that for a couple seconds when you said futures. You would say you're you're a Jimmy Eat World fan, right? Like you like Jimmy Eat World. I like two Jimmy Eat World albums a lot. But yes, yeah, that that's the thing, and it's, <laughs> and it's only two albums, which is kind of crazy. So when you score a goal, I'm still doing this hockey thing. Uh, when you score a goal in hockey, it's called lighting the lamp because there's a red lamp. Sure, sure. That so if, if you're a uh, player, you might be um, you're you want to chase that light, chase, the, <laughs> chase this light is the album after future. Sure, sure, sure. Yes. Uh, boy. Now I've got uh, it in my brain, so I'm like, okay, what are the other albums called? Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I mean, you'll. You're, you're going to lose teeth. You're probably going to crack a rib. You'll get mm-hmm. a concussion. I mean, as a hockey player, you're going to take on damages. Um, <laughs> but you know what? You have a long career because, gosh dang it, you're surviving. Yes. Um, and static prevails. If you're listening to <laughs> the Sharks on the radio and you're listening to Dan Rudinowski? Is that the Sharks guy? It's definitely Dan R. Let's... Play some Jimmy World <laughs> and not hockey. Um, oh, hey, I mean, I can do a Sharks-themed uh, intro to our first song if we're ready to get into it. I don't. Do we have any preamble? Are we going to skip over our usual personal banter that takes like a half hour every episode? Oh, boy, that's kind of what I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what's going on with Shoegaze Girl. Um, Let's see. Uh, we went camping... Last weekend. Oh, yeah. I saw a very um, adorable picture of Dante. She is very fond of taking photos without my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too, Dante. Yeah. Well, I mean, you screen you screenshot <laughs> all the time and you're very good at it where I don't know you're doing it. Um, I still somehow, not only does my computer make the, the sound of a screenshot, uh-huh. but like as a kid, like shooting a toy gun in the same <laughs> vein, I'm like, Every time I'm screenshotting, so like, there's no way you don't know. But yeah, we, so she she likes to take like all these like candid photos, and I think that face of mine was like, ah, this is like the fourth one you've already taken in the last second <laughs> again. But the and and of course, like like all good photographers, she absolutely hates having her picture taken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so he, I I, t- I told her like, look, we, there needs to be a picture of both of us at some point. Like we're at gonna some make point. it happen. At some point, you guys need to head up hit up J C Penny. Get some uh, get some portraits taken. 
That yeah, lovely. Um, and then this weekend's going to be a big weekend where she is coming to uh, my town, to <gasps> my place for the first time. Ooh. So if I've kind of been in stressful, manic, like let's get this place presentable. Mm-hmm. I, I will send you a picture here uh, of the main thing I did yesterday, and I want you to describe. Would you would you say she's coming to your house? That's a Jimmy yes. World song. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. She will be here long past um, my sundown. That doesn't make sense. Sure. Um, yeah. And you probably don't... Wait, no. Yeah, my sundown's on, on Bleed American. Okay. Yes. Right? Okay. They... A, a good... Um, a good <clears throat> episode that we could do for Jimmy World that we're not doing is album closers... Because every right, ha- fucking album, and especially like Chase This Light has like three album closers and they're all so good. <laughs> but yeah, and so anyway, they kind of just all blend together for me. I'm still right, chasing I, I, the light because I haven't heard that album. Well, you, wait, are you or you're not? You will, right? I will. Well, well not the it album. It depends on what you get here on a playlist. Yeah, yeah, okay. So this is a mattress on top of Dante's car. That is a mattress and a box spring, and uh, I was taking it to the landfill. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to say I'm very proud of my manly um, ratchet strap work there. Yeah, it was pretty good, dude. M- utilized my the uh, roof rack, mm-hmm. and I think only did slight damage to <laughs> sure, my sure. vehicle. Uh, the The middle strap there, which I don't know that I needed, but I wanted to be safe. Um, went through the like it went in inside mm-hmm. my car mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i think it cut a little bit into the to like the weather stripping oh or like sure yeah the the rubber piping that's around the window yeah. I, I don't think it's a big deal but uh it's You'll know like it rains i i think i'm gonna be okay okay but uh so you might ask oh dante you you just got you just got a new mattress which prompted this uh mattress removal and I would say I did get a new mattress. Do we have a mattress sponsorship on the pod now? Let me remember what my mattress is. Called. <laughs> what the? It's it is one of those internet. Is it a you know, you know, it's not a purple. It's not a Casper. It's not a Lisa. Um, but here's the thing: I got it in November of 2019. <laughs> Has it just been in like in a box in the corner of your house or like in no, a no, 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 no. I've been sleeping on it since 2019. I, I I got the new mattress out ready to go the day it arrived. Okay, but you still had the old one. The old mattress and the uh, old box spring leaning up against like some cabinets in I, my living room. I wish, for, I wish, I wish you had said, I just threw the new mattress right on top of the old one. <laughs> that, would, uh, that would be great. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, so supported. Oh, my God. Um, and, you know, it was uh, it, it leaned up against these like cabinets that are kind of built into the wall and the end like went right to this window. So it was a nice little like makeshift cat perch. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I'll just leave it there until, you know, I guess a year and a half when a girl might come over. Sure. Um, that's what I did. And boy, I tell you what, getting rid of uh, two queen size mattresses out of your apartment really opens up the place. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. You have a little, room for that uh, table now. 
little feng shui tip for everyone out there. <laughs> Did you get your table or your ch- what? What came? The chairs or the B- table? Both both finally arrived. Okay. The the table. <clears throat> The table was a little late. They had to send me a replacement because I guess the initial one got lost. But <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting choked up because this table is so nice. <laughs> I just love this table. Um, but, you know, like the car, like four days into new table ownership, I was grabbing these uh, these Allen wrenches that were used to put together the the chairs. And I was mm. balancing them on this little, like, form or brochure or whatever that came with the furniture and one of the allen wrenches slipped off and like slow mo <laughs> fell and landed on the table and there was like this microscopic little ding like oh divot on the table and i'm like just like with the car with the ratchet straps i'm like this is forever tainted i'm never going to be able to enjoy this i'm <laughs> only ever going to sit out. here and think about the imperfection so but yeah, so so she's coming over, and then uh, I think next week we might go camping or hiking again, and then we're going on a bit of a road trip um, later this month. So, also, um, I like you said, I don't know if you want to talk about it at all, but but I did have uh, because of, of a errand I ran this morning, I had a one terrible joke, but I don't know if uh, <laughs> you're in the mood. No, please, please, it's me. um. It's like it's not good. It's uh-huh. like it's like a, a like a Comedy Central roast type of <laughs> like sure, ooh sure. ooh. Okay, <laughs> uh, you said you were in a good mood. Okay, I'm in a good mood for now. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to do it then. I don't no, want to do, do it. it. It's, it's not gonna. I feel so bad. <laughs> Is it about my cat? Yeah. Okay. Okay. For co- should I give everyone I'm, context? Sure. I mean, it's it's yes. It. I mean, it's about you, sort of the way I frame it. But okay, yes. Give give context. So yesterday we had to uh, put our cat down. Seventeen year old Mon Petit, rest in peace. And absolutely, it was very sad, and there were some tears. And I won't go into detail about it because I don't want tears on Mike. Also on this microphone. Mike is actually my old cat. Um, Maybe rest in peace, but we don't know. They're friends and all cats go to heaven. Yes. Dogs can burn in hell for all eternity. No, that's not a Jimmy World thing. For me, this is heaven. Oh. (laughs) I thought you were... This is heaven. (laughs) I love that Jed Apatow movie, This is Heaven. (laughs) Yes. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was, it was huge fucking bummer, but he was old and deteriorating health. And then we went to target and went to our new house, which we just bought and hung out there for a while. Yeah, man, that, that sucks. Um, I think we've talked about it before on the pod. I think in the early days of the pod, we Mm -hmm. might still be in the early days. We're in year one. Sure. Uh, of one, um, (laughs) But we we talked about how like oh that's that's something where like if if like you just think about the concept of doing that it's mm-hmm. like it's it's too much it yeah. just it yeah. sucks so bad. Also, I, I wanted to say uh, Judd Appa Meow is what I should oh, have yeah. said. But anyway, so that leads to this regrettable moment of the pod. Okay. Okay. Um, 
I'm excited. God. So today, this is true. This is true. Mm-hmm. I I took my cat Ben to the vet this morning. Oh. Um. Just had to get. It was like due for a, a booster of like distemper, I think. But um, unlike Danny, because I'm a good cat owner, I actually brought him back home. Oh, <laughs> uh, good job. Sure. You bastard. I know. <laughs> We, um, we did bring him home. The the oh. wonderful services of uh, Sacramento Veterinary Services, I think it's called. Wonderful services. I can't remember their fucking name. They come to your <laughs> home to provide uh, oh. euthanasia. That's good. You know what? I I think uh, my mom, I had moved out of the house at that point, but I think they one of our cats they came and did it too i, I forgot that was an option yeah, yeah. So, so that is nice it was very, it was very nice if you live in the sacramento area and you need some sort of service like that for an animal specifically mm-hmm. an animal well, you don't know um, what goes on in other people's lives and you want to know the actual name or contact information feel free to send us a dm and i will give it to you anyway yeah <laughs> fun banter fun banter let's now get into the music Okay. I already mentioned that I am familiar with a couple songs of early Jimmy Eat World. Yes. Have you, uh, how familiar are you with, with early Jimmy Eat World? I have given Static Prevails a <clears throat> listen through or two mm-hmm. a long time ago. Yeah. Probably, I mean, we were probably still like hanging out. In Sacramento every once in a while sure. at this point. Like, it, it's been 10 years probably. And nothing, like, immediately stuck. And obviously, it's a different singer for most everything. Mm-hmm. So there is only one Static Prevails song on this album. And it, like, it did not ring a bell. The You mean the playlist? Sorry, yeah, on, on the playlist. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I didn't recognize Same. it. I didn't, didn't remember it. Um, and, and as far as I know, I hadn't... <clears throat> I hadn't heard any of the other stuff. So this, yeah, this was all new to me. Sweet. Yeah. Me too, with the exception of one song. But it wasn't a song that I knew like super well or anything. Like if they had put Thinking That's All on this playlist, I would have known that song. And I I told David ahead of time that I already knew that song. Um, so probably went into some of the decision making. The first song, I will now let the wonderful... F- folks over at Jimmy Eat Pod introduce to all of you. So I guess uh, without any further ado, we can get into our first song. Justin, what is our first of five songs? Boy, I have angst for Joel, which when we first listened to this, this one opens up with an accordion. I, I really wanted to go deep into how an accordion works just because it's it seems like it's a big part of Tom's life. Uh, or, or even Zach. I, I, I guess Zach has played one at, at one Yeah, point every too, time right? we think about that Tom is the one playing accordion, it turns out that Zach, their drummer, is the one that plays the accordion on the track. So Right. Now, a- after going through this song, we figured that uh, Joel Lebo, who was uh, one of the, uh, he was one of the partial, uh, one of the partners, right, with Wooden Blue Records, um, had maybe come to them and said, hey, look, we need we need a song with a little more angst in it. And so, like, as a, as a response, maybe tongue-in-cheek, they came back with this, okay, we got a song that's called Angst for Joel. Uh, and within this song, there is actually a spoken track or a spoken portion of it uh, from Matt Martinez, 
and uh, it's got a lot of little pieces to it, and I think that's why I chose this one. It's got uh, it's got the those original musical instruments. It's got uh, it's spoken word, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's an early talking end. about being punk. Heck, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's why I chose "Angst for Joel." Oh, and uh, featured on this track is their original bass player, Mitch Porter. Yes, uh, who left the band. Uh, before they signed to Capitol to go on his Mormon mission. And do you remember where it was? Was it um, Port- Puerto Rico? Where did it? Uh, that sounds uh, it right. Was somewhere in South America. <laughs> Down South America way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so enjoy, uh, or not, Angst for Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I also, just to kind of set the table a little bit, have um, an introduction that I think gives some context for all the listeners who who maybe don't know this song. Um, It's actually a song, even though it was written in 1990, well, I don't know, it was released in 94. Sure. But it was a prophetic song about uh, Benji Madden refusing to watch The Simple Life with his brother. That's a thinker. It's a thinker for those out there. Okay. It tracks, trust me. Okay, I'll take your word for it. So how do you feel about this early Blink-182 song? What? <laughs> it sounds what? like early Blink to me. Um, Totally. I mean, there is, yeah, it's the most punky thing on the playlist. It's certainly yeah. the, the punkier side of the Jimmy world we know. Um, but like, it always, I mean, like early Blink, it, it always had an ear for what's catchy. Mm-hmm. Like yes. it's a, it's it's very much in the pop punk realm yeah. of, of punk. I I liked this song quite a bit. I, I dug the accordion intro. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's fun. I I want there there's a part that I want to get your uh, well, how would I put it your uh, I don't know, I want you to critique a part of the song for me since you have kind of established yourself as the expert on this certain thing. Okay. Um, is there anything you want to say about the song before we get to that? I actually don't have very many notes on this song. Um, yeah, why would you? Yeah. I did listen to the Jimmy Pod or Jimmy Pod World, whichever you want to call it, episode on uh, Angst for Joel. Uh, and it was pretty good. It's interesting. Their their episodes are always great, just how in-depth they get. and like They're awesome. Know, knowing You've never listened to them before. Nobody needs to know. <laughs> I will uh, say, uh, th- listening to the like ten minute like clip they sent us, introing the songs and kind of introing this concept. Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, they sound so much better than us. Yeah, yeah. Like, are they in? Are they in studios? Like, do they have the like the I, foam triangles on the wall? I don't know. I what don't are know. they doing? They're just better at life than us. They well, okay, low bar. Um, <laughs> they are very gracious because they were like, "Oh yeah, we're you know we're excited to to do this." Uh, they they called us their boys at one point, which is very funny because they um, obviously only mean you, <laughs> but uh, and also they they hide they hide their disdain very well. 
for, for us stealing their band. Like, what horseshit this is for us to be like, hey, you know the band you talk about, like you've dedicated, you know, months and months and probably years of your future life to? Um, we're going to do it as a lark for a month. so uh, <laughs> Just for fun. And also, we want you to contribute to it. Yeah, you're going to contribute, like, and we're just going to make dick jokes the whole time. What horseshit. Um, so yeah, that was that was very nice of them, very cool. I uh, am, am just curious as to uh, how they sound so good. Like, like it, it's not a production thing or, or like a, an editing thing. It's just like, I don't know. They, well, one... Um, yeah, in the, this, those ten minutes, I, I didn't hear any kids, um, <laughs> hey, bo- body slamming each other. <laughs> but just like, like we always have like r- you know room tone or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like I didn't I've, hear any I've of tried, that on their side. I tried hard to get rid of that with. Well, I I think it's just our recording setup and like yeah. where we're doing it. I don't think it's anything yeah. to do with like your editing skills or whatever. Um, but okay, sorry. And so you were so, saying you, so you don't have only many note, notes. Uh, or my only two notes is that it sounds like early blank to me, uh, which is fun and I like it. Like Enema of the State? <laughs> yeah, early blank. <laughs> and the guy talking, the little sample of the guy talking is from the band Landmine Marathon, who my band played with one time. You shared a stage with Matt Martinez. Sure did. That Apparently. was. One of my notes was, uh, they explained the spoken word portion is from Matt Martinez. Who is that? <laughs> so thank you for, for getting to that. That's very cool. Where'd you guys play? At the Starlight Lounge, RIP, here in Sacramento, California. Awesome. Yeah, it was a fun show. All right, Danny. So after, uh, after that accordion intro, things pick up a bit. And mm-hmm. at about, I'm going to go to 28 because I'm scared, but I... Honestly, my note's 29 seconds. Um, there is a pick slide that I want you to rate. Ooh, yes. It's a quality Naughty. pick slide. Quality. Okay. It's a quality pick slide, especially for such a poor recording, like a yeah. very like four track garage type of sounding recording. That's a great pick slide. Even better than the Third Eye Blind pick slide. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like wow. they've done pick slides before. <laughs> uh, still a pod highlight for me. I'd never in my life thought about the like the quality of a pick slide until that episode where you were like, I just can't believe that like they would even try this. Like, it, it, if, if they're going to try it, fine. But do a couple takes, guys. Don't just like, I, I've heard that you can do this thing like where you slide the pick on the strings uh, and I don't, here we go. Okay. All right, cool. One take. Let's go. I think instead of taking his hand with the pick and sliding it up the neck, he held the pick in place and like slid the guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, he just kind of had it reversed. Um <laughs> Oh, I hope that's the case. And I, I don't I don't think, and I'm probably wrong, but I don't think it was the guitarist that did the pick slide. I think it was Stevie Janky that did oh, that, that pick sure. slide. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure, because it's a showy thing. Yeah, yeah. Because if, what's, um, what's the guitarist's name again? Oh, gosh. Um, the original guitarist, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin Cardigan? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, if he did it, I feel like it would have been it would have been good. Kerrigan, maybe Kevin, <laughs> probably not. Kerrigan. <laughs> Nancy Kerrigan. It was Nancy Kerrigan the whole time. Cottigan, maybe Kerrigan. Cottigan, Cadigan, Cottigan. Kevin Cottigan. Yes. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> Kevin Cardigan. Very good. That's a very like, that's someone's shitty stage name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I picked it because I like to wear cardigans. That's like the reverse like drag queen thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if there was a, a woman dressing up as like a boring guy and <laughs> her stage name is Kevin Cardigan. <laughs> um, oh, amazing. So, uh, my, uh my next note is lyrics. <laughs> like I only catch like some of them in the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't think they matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one fifty seven, I'll play the uh, the lyrics there because um, those are pretty discernible and they lead into. Oh wait, no, is that the? Oh, that I think that's the spoken word part. L- let's play that part. 157. I mean, so I don't know the, the fact that it's uh, a guy from another band versus one of the the Jimmy almost said one of the Blink guys, one of the Jimmy World guys, <laughs> or if it was like, you know how in like uh, Godspeed songs, there's like some like recording from yeah, some yeah, like yeah. you know some Russian revolutionist from the <laughs> I don't know I don't know when Russia was revolutionizing things probably always sure but the, I mean I, these are just like some phrases you can pick out it's think for yourself. Do not care what other people. Th- I think he says thought about you. I'm, so I'm not sure about the tense hmm, of the yeah. that part. Um, something about creating clicks. Punk is what you want it to be. Boy, is this is this good or is this embarrassing? Maybe a bit of both. I mean, they were so young. Yeah, yeah. So I this mean, this would certainly still matter to you at that point. I think that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ideal. Yeah, I I think a, a bit of it is tongue in cheek. What they were saying on the episode is that this might be a kind of response to the guy named Joel. I think they talked about this on the little uh, introduction thing they gave us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This guy, Joel, who might have asked them to do a song that has a bit more angst to it, a bit more punk attitude, if you will. And so they might have just thrown that on there to, I don't know, just a little nod to that kind of bullshit punk thing. Okay, well, that's pretty good. Um, like if you didn't know that, that context, and I mean, I, I guess I had the first time, the first many times I listened to this, cause mm-hmm. I didn't know about that background until <clears throat> this morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. but, um, there's no reason why you wouldn't, I guess, take it at face value, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. And then, and then the song like ends abruptly. It's and I don't know if that's a very abrupt ending. I wasn't do you think that's sure. just like. Yeah, we're just going to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's it's the YouTube video or if it it just kind of cuts off. Uh the most the most digging I did was I went to the Discogs page and went to the 7-inch record and it was like, well, there's no timestamps on there. Well, I guess I'll never know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, 
If that doesn't tell you it, nothing will. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A uh, quick update on what's going on outside. I've talked a few times before about the uh, interesting hot tubbing that uh-huh. happens across the street here. Hot tubbing. Check it and see. <laughs> I say racist things for all to hear. See would have been better, but it's not a visual <laughs> thing, so that doesn't work. You could say I post racist things. Well, sure, but I mean, I've actually heard her say. Well, I guess oh, I haven't heard right, her say right, racist right, things. Right. I heard her say homophobic things. Yes, yes. Um, but anyway, she just walked out in a shirt with a uh, a blue shirt with a white cross on it, uh-huh. uh, and she stuffed a fully inflatable or fully inflated um, like pool bed thing into yeah. the hot tub, <laughs> and then she walked away. So. <laughs> I mean, are you too lazy to sit in a hot tub where you have to be floating? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, interesting. Okay. A, a couple of uh, notes from the uh, Jimmy Pod World guys, um, <laughs> David and, and uh, Frank. Well, so they mention, they mention Matt Martinez, but then they also mention that this song has Jimmy World's original bassist, uh, mm-hmm. Mitch Porter, mm-hmm. I believe was the name. It was Mitch P., who he left to go on a, a mission for the LDS church. Um, and then there was some debate about where he may have gone. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them suggested South America, and then one uh, I believe, suggested I believe it was Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, and then South America. I'm sure they know that those aren't the same, right? Probably. Yeah. But, you know, we say uninformed things on the pod all the time. That's our whole N- shtick. N- name 50. <laughs> um, also, I'm trying to wonder if I'm thinking, if if his name was Mitch Porter, or I just think that because of uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah, possibly, possibly. P- Puerto let me, Rico. Let me go back to all the, the helpful notes we got on the propaganda episode to, <laughs> to find things that we uh, say oh, with God, no authority. Wanking motion gif. <laughs> Actually, supporting cast is not misspelled. It's this. Yeah, I fucking Wait, know. Did so? Did someone really say that? Yes. Because they did not get that we were joking. Okay, weren't we literally like, oh, interesting that on this song, they uh, misspell the yeah. word cast. Like, yeah. Oh, God. But, like, okay. But then All they right. did it. On, you said something like, the, but then they did it on purpose to be edgy. Oh, or it's actually, actually smart. Is, I think yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Jesus anyway, <laughs> the one episode we have over a thousand listens on, and we're just like, "What the fuck? Who are these people?" Yeah, dude. Anytime we get any sort of attention, it goes bad. Like anytime, anytime you send me a screenshot of anything, I'm like, "Fuck, what?" No, now? that's not not always true. Not always true. Well, the initial my that's my initial thought is this your is initial thought. My initial, the, uh, my initial thought is excitement, glee, yeah, that we're hearing from from whatever band we're talking about, and then um, emb- embarrassment for for us and for them. After that, if if it turns negative, I mean, even the 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 positive ones like um, like Lantlos was very cool, Obsequy mm-hmm. was very cool. Mm-hmm. Embarrassing for them that they admitted they listened. Kind of a cell phone. Sure, sure. Yeah. They uh, sat through two hours or whatever. Yeah. Of goddamn episodes. Yeah. At least for uh for Marcus from Lantlos, it was only like forty five minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was a um, one. 
All right, you want to move on to song two? Sure. Woo! All right, and let's hear what those uh, Jimmy Pod World boys have to say. <laughs> let's listen to David and Carl. Okay, what is song number two? Uh, is one of my picks. It's opener. This is one of my all-time favorite Jimmy Eat World songs. Uh, it was released in '95 as part of a split, and then it was on the Emo Diaries Chapter One, uh, released in '97, and then it was finally released as kind of a cash grab. Uh, well, actually, it wasn't really. It was sort of a cash grab by the band to get Bleed American paid for um, the singles album uh, in 2000. And um, it opens with these great, uh, I don't know, Justin, I- I'm still trying to figure out what post-hardcore is, but would you call the chord <laughs> progression at the beginning of this post-hardcore? Or like, a, I don't know what you would call it. It's kind of like an octave chord with an extra uh, little stink on it. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's perfect. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you got your octave with some stink. <laughs> yeah, and I always like to say they're playing 30-second notes, but it's probably not that fast. Um, and... Uh, it's a really cool one, and Tom is the one singing the song. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Anything else you can think to say about Opener, Justin? No, other than it was one of our earliest tracks, man. Yeah, that was the actually the first episode of Jimmy Eat Pod. Uh, we alienated our entire audience by doing <laughs> yeah, an insanely right. deep track and a Tom song. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I actually, I wonder, did Tom sing Angst for Joel? Oh, yeah, he's singing Extra Joel, too. So <laughs> this is our second Tom song in a row. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, there it is. Uh, oh, and, and what did we say? We um, uh, we talked about uh, looking at the sun and uh, and stuff. Oh, yeah. Guy was given a warning but didn't listen. I think I'm yep. actually looking at your notes for this track. <laughs> yeah, you, you told me, don't you look at the sun. It burns your eyes out deep, man. Super deep. Uh, so enjoy or not, Opener by Jimmy E. World. Jimmy Pod World and I don't care. Jimmy Pod World and I don't care. <laughs> so, so this song opener off ninety sevens. What's mine is yours. The first edition of the Emo Diaries compilation, um, and it, it's it's interesting that this song is called Opener, mm-hmm. and it would it's the first song on that compilation. Uh-huh. It is the. Well, they, Jimmy World is the only band on that compilation I have ever heard of. Oh, but uh, th- this was a this song was originally going to be the second song on that album. Um, opener was going to be preceded by a song called. Wait, no, I'm sorry. It was going to be followed by a song. Fuck, <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> the second song. The second song on this. This was always going to be the opener, and everybody knows that. And the second <laughs> song. Following opener is called I Barely Know Her. <laughs> Let's fucking move on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so do you know do you know the bands off this album? Uh let's see. Sam I Am, Jejun. Uh those are the only two other bands that I've that I've heard or that you, I recognize. You, it's Sam I Am. 
Yeah. That's, I'm so stupid. I was like, hmm, samium. <laughs> like, no, no joke. I totally thought it was just a word. Only airplanes count sounds like a emo band from like, like a fictitious emo band. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like they would come up with that for a movie. Yeah, the Emo Diaries comps ha- always have a lot of good bands on them or th- they always have good bands on them, like a couple. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of bands that I'd never heard of. And so I would listen to these comps and these these single songs would stick out and I'd be like, oh, okay, this one's good, this one's good. And then I'd completely forget about everything else, including this Jimmy Eat World song, which is the one that, the only one on here that I had heard before. Yes, Dante, question did, or comment? Did we say whether or not we liked Angst for Joel? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we, we did? B- we right, both great. said that we liked it. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, just, just kind of forgot. We're, like, we're just kind of breezing on through here. When we, I believe it was on our holiday episode, and you played that one December 24th, 90, 1997. Is that the year? I think it's December 23rd. Whatever day and year it is. Jimmy Eat World Song. Uh, again, again, folks, this is not Jimmy Eat Pod or Jimmy Pod World. We are not professionals. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. I had said that... It's not, uh, not 95. It's, it's 12, 23, 95. Okay, okay. We, you, were, we, you were wrong both times in mm-hmm. both directions. Yes, yes. But I had December, correct? That is true. Yes. Anyway... Perfect. I had said that I really like Clarity except for the song that Tom sings. And uh, after that episode or whichever episode it was that came out, David from uh, Pod Jimmy World messaged me on Discord or replied on Discord or something like that and said something about how Tom is great. And then when I asked him to make this playlist, this is a whole story, Dante. Dante looks very uninterested in my story. No, I'm I'm nodding along. Um, you're nodding off, yes. <laughs> uh, when I asked thank, when I asked David God for this I playlist, he said button. it's going to be all Tom songs, and it, they almost achieved that. Well, what's funny is I can't, for for one of these intros, the the listeners will hear in a bit. They're like, "Oh wow, this is another Tom song." And I, I thought they all, did that on purpose. Well. I didn't like my understanding of early Jimmy World was that yeah they were all Tom songs like uh-huh. as far as who sings it I just thought that I didn't think there was much of like a you know half and half or a split mm-hmm, mm-hmm. also it's weird talking about another band and saying oh it's a Tom song I know I know it throws me off every time but uh, yeah I just kind especially of especially since that last song was a Blink One Eighty Two song that's right I I love that Blink song on the Jimmy World playlist. Yes. But yeah, they kind of seem surprised, like, oh yeah, I guess we are giving them a lot of Tom songs. And I was like, I just kind of assumed they all would be. Hmm. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know Tom was was the main singer uh, for a while there. Yeah. It's got to be weird, Glad right? they made the switch. Nothing against Tom. I don't like his song on Clarity still at all. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> this song, however, is really fucking good. And, but if... If he had stayed the the singer, I don't think they would be at the same level that they are at currently. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I have to agree, and like I don't know how you how you can. It's kind of one of those like sliding doors sure. moments, right? Where it's 
you, you, you never know, but all, how much of the songwriting, I only want to frame this negatively, like I was going to say like songwriting burden or songwriting obligation, <laughs> but like what I mean is what was Tom writing most of the music in these early days? Was mm-hmm. it kind of a split and now or like, you know, from like 2000 on, was it like all all Jim or I yeah, guess from yeah. from 99 on or whatever? But um, so so like who knows like what how that affected the the music going forward? But um, I wonder what the switch was because I mean, clarity is all Jim except for one song, right? Right, right. And then Bleed American is all Jim, and then I don't know about the other albums, of course. I mean, it's it's pretty much all Jim, like from uh, from clarity on. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, I mean, like how how does that con how does that conversation happen? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, is, is it a, uh, like a record label person who suggests it, but mm-hmm. like also what are they basing this off of? Cause it yeah. doesn't seem like there was a ton of gyms. It's not like, Oh, in 94, all the gym songs were on the charts and the yeah, Tom yeah, songs yeah. weren't like, you know what I mean? Like, so it, I, I don't know what that transition was like. Yeah. This would be a good topic for, uh, a podcast called, Jimmy Eat Pod or Jimmy Pod World or something. They should probably talk about this. Are you suggesting that David and Phil get on it? <laughs> yeah, David and David and Philip. Yes. Sorry, Philip. <laughs> so at so much harder being uh, earn free crypto just by learning. Ooh, earn free crypto. Ooh. I like YouTube better than uh than Spotify because you get ads. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Again, this song I get Probably a little over half the lyrics I, I mm-hmm. kind of get in, in process. Um, this is at 126. I'm going to play about maybe like 19 seconds. I like the lyrics here. They're just kind of like vague nothing, but at mm-hmm. the same time super endearing and relatable. Sure. Which is, I guess, kind of a, a staple of, of that, that emo <laughs> thing. But here we go. 120. Oh, shit. I went to 127. Hold on. God. Let's. If I can scrub back one second, and my thumb is not on the bar. There we go. I went back to 125. Is that going to be? Do we have time for that? Let me check. All right, go. Just go, man. Come on. We can pick this up tomorrow if you want. (laughs) All right, 125. He's catching up with his friend. His friend is doing fine. Yeah. This is great. I'm so happy to hear it. Like, <laughs> this is good stuff. It's, um, it, yeah, I, I those types of, anytime someone mentions their friend, like the, the phrase, my friend or our friends, I really, do you know the band Feeder? British band. They were no. um, in the 90s. They could be on a 90s one hit. Wow, they had a couple, a couple hits. They have a song called High that you probably that you might know. Hey. Yeah, not that kind. Actually, you probably boycotted the song. <laughs> yeah. um, he says, um, I'm going out for a while so I can get high with my friends. And as someone who doesn't get high, I'm like, well, that doesn't appeal. Oh, but with your friends, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. 
and it's just uh I don't know what this song's about. You might tell me. So his actual, like, his friend was on the run from the cops for a string of like uh, violent crimes, Whoa. and uh, but he seems like he's doing. No, no. I'm wait, <laughs> Danny. What? This is a hypothetical. What? Oh. But like, you could tell me this song's about whatever. But like, to me, it just sounds like oh. He's like living life and things are going pretty pretty okay. He's just kind of yeah. taking me through the day. Yeah. The vocals remind me of something, but I couldn't pinpoint it. And like, I don't know if that's worth bringing up if I can't actually pinpoint it. But <laughs> do, do you get any any other like band vibes from this song? Nothing came to mind specifically. A lot of these songs remind me of the little I know of the band Burning Airlines, hmm. which comes up a lot on any band that just kind of sounds easy post hardcore which is a uh, genre i just made up okay i was like boy I've, <laughs> i know there's a lot out there that i don't know about but i've certainly never heard of that easy uh, post hardcore hard, yeah yeah so no band specifically came to mind it does not sound like jimmy at world to me i'll tell you that much that's in my notes is the song is really great but it doesn't sound like jimmy at world yeah not just because it, of the vocals but sure. just in general. Though, well, we're not there yet, but there is some stuff that I think is kind of a precursor to what they become. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. L- let's give Tom some love here. I really like... Tom love. ...in this song that his... He kind of has a little bit of gruffer vocals. You know, like it's a like it's a little raspy. It's a little... Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I really like that. And he doesn't use that voice... In that song you're talking about, is it is that Blister? I don't even know the name of it. I I would walk across the United States. Yes, that song. yes. I agree. Don't love that song. Of course, they played it live when I saw them because oh, really? I think Tom wants his, you know, yeah, Tom yeah. wants his song, which I get. Um, but yeah, I, I don't love that song either. Um, it's just not musically interesting to me. I don't think he has a bad voice at all. Um, though yeah. in this playlist, he does maybe there's like three pretty different vocal styles that he tries out. Mm-hmm. And I would say I like two of them. Yeah. yeah. We're not to number three yet. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, I like his vocals here. Um, I have a, a timestamp at 222. There's just a quick little guitar thing that happens in the back. And if, you know, blink and you'll miss it. But uh, am I good to play this? 222? No. Um, <laughs> Sorry, my fault. My fault. I <laughs> you keep I saying Tom, know. and uh, we're talking about a band, and I'm just confused. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Let's see. What's his What's his last name? Can I use that? <laughs> I have no idea. All right. Here we go. Two. Uh, this is actually two twenty one. But so we're listening to like the the kind of second guitar in the back. Okay. I don't know how much that's coming through because it's pretty like the, the the power chords up front are pretty loud, but there's just like a high like two note like thing going on yeah, in the yeah, back, yeah. Um, w- w- which I like gives it a little bit of uh, dynamics, Ooh. texture. I don't know. I, I like that, and I and I do think that's a, a word I have always 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 associated with Jimmy Eat World's songwriting is deliberate. Like their mm-hmm. guitar lines always come in 
and do a very specific thing, and it's all about choices. There's, I mean, I, I think Jim has shown that he certainly has some chops and can solo and, and, and do some things. Yeah. They typically choose not to do that. It's more about, I'm going to make the right choices for this song, and they're, even for someone like me, usually pretty playable, mm-hmm. but they're correct, and, and so they're just very deliberate, perfectly crafted for that part of the song. And I mean, this is maybe one of the more simpler examples of that, but it kind of reminded me like, oh, yep, this is, they're going to keep growing and, and figuring out this formula yeah. better and better. Yeah, that is very true, especially of this song. I have um, some, a part I want to play here at 234. We're going to go 232, okay? I know we're, we're short on time here. 230, okay, yeah, gotcha, okay. To just listen to the singles of Jimmy Eat World, the the middle or sweetness or even the song Bleed American, you wouldn't necessarily know that they're a band that will just go on on this long like instrumental tangent for a couple minutes and that they're capable of doing stuff like that. They're capable of doing really interesting guitar stuff. And I really I think that's a that part. Uh, is a really good example of that where it it kind of builds and then the drums come the bass comes in with the doom 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 whatever those notes are and the drums come back um and they're they're really good at doing that i don't know i'm assuming they continue to do that on the later albums since you were talking about how they have like albums with multiple songs that could be closers on there but it's something that i really like about uh multiple songs on clarity but this song in particular i thought that was a really good example of of them doing that kind of stuff totally they are they are known as this like tight pop punk pop rock band but on the albums they will they'll explore the space they will and and shout out to rick who uh i think doesn't get enough love um i mean they're certainly not like a bass forward band by any means but yeah, he was he was hitting some notes there. He was, and they were the right notes. I think so. <laughs> okay, so continuing the the exploring the space theme and uh, a part of the song that when I heard this, I was like, oh, this is very Jimmy Eat World, mm-hmm. is they have a long, quiet bridge starting at 318. Okay.
when I heard that, I was like, this is them kind of testing the waters mm-hmm. for what like Goodbye Sky Harbor is going to yeah, be. Yeah. You know, something like that. They have that kind of like, they don't stretch it out as long as they could, but they have that repeating guitar line mm-hmm. or just a couple notes kind of little going back noodly. and forth. Little noodle. Yeah. <laughs> just little um, noodles. Just the little ones. The offspring of the offspring's guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> little noodles. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't think Danny's slept in weeks. I did not get much sleep last night, but that was fucking hilarious, though. <laughs> and you know what? I will say that the first couple times I listened to this song, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't know if I love this version of, you know, the little noodles, but I know where it goes, and that's exciting for me. It's but now having something great. Well, it, it's already grown on me, and I, I do like that part. I actually wish it was longer. Yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, so I... Really like this song. Um, I might check out... I say this. I don't know if I will. I'm, but I would like to think that I would be someone who would check out some of the Emo Diaries compilations. Because I bet I would find some stuff that I am that I would like. Some good good stuff on there. I got one more timestamp for this, this bad boy. Here it goes. Part of the song is really great. It's it's a great way to end the song. There's definitely elements of like post rock, like kind mm-hmm. of dripped in there every once in a while. It's very cool. Uh, I I agree. Also, um, we could start a, a show called Pod as an Astronaut. Have we Ooh. thought about that? Mm-hmm. Super on topic. Um, <laughs> I said post rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it was that part of the song or if they were talking about the uh, another. Oh, it must have been that part. But in in the in the intro, the Jimmy Eat Pod guys, David and Scott, they talk about are like, oh, are they playing like thirty second notes? And mm. they were like, no, like that would be too fast. And I'm like, a thirty second note, like that's super slow. Yeah, you only get two notes a minute. It 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 doesn't help that I had just gotten a text and I was looking at that when you said that, but I got there pretty there quick. There isn't there is no help for what I'm like assaulting <laughs> you with. That was that was very good. Um, so that that's all I have for the song. I I liked it. This is uh, so far we're two for two. Two for two, for me, as far as I'm concerned. That's better than O for O. O for two. That's better than O for two, right? That's how that works, right?
Okay, and next we have uh, Better Than O, which if we're talking about deep lyrics, this one uh, misses that mark. Uh, <laughs> this is our third Tom song in a row. I know, right? <laughs> this is all Tom all day. Uh, well, that, we, that does show the point that like Tom used to be the yeah. singer of the band, so yeah. Right. Now, this song was chosen not just for its the the, the musical that its sonic um, feats that it uh, that it reaches, uh, but also its deep lyrics uh, such as "Totem Pole Signs of Death Breeds My Mind Breaks Our Ties." There's some deep stuff in here that uh, that Tom um, that Tom mentions. There's also in the liner notes they mention "Thanks Jesse" and they're referencing Jesse Johnson of Motion City Soundtrack. This is a that's this, right. This is a favorite track of of some of our pod patrons, and it, there's a lot of I think history with this song. Uh, there's a lot of appreciation for it now, and I felt like it uh, it it it, uh, it needs to be heard and and uh, this, and analyzed. Yeah, this was definitely in their set. We have at least four times that we knew that they played it for sure. Twice in August of 2000, once in '97, and another time in 2000. Uh, let's see, this was on an Emery split, a split they did with Emery, and I think it was, what was it, wasn't it, like, not that Emery? It was, like, a different Emery? Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Static Prevails demos, and this is the one that sounds like Green Day a little bit, right? Yes. Yeah, this is the one that has that one yeah. note that by the end of it, it's, uh, you start singing, pay attention to the backstreets. Pay attention to the backstreets. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> um, so see if you can find the part where you got to come on in with your Green Day <laughs> uh, yeah. lyrics. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's all we have for this early song. Enjoy mm. or don't, better than no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sandra. Oh. So, I don't know if the uh, the the Podship listeners, Podship, what the fuck? Uh, I don't know if our listeners uh, know this, but Danny's a big uh, Grey's Anatomy boy. Um, uh-huh. And, but specifically, he's a big Ellen Pompeo fan, so he's often shouting uh, at his TV that she's Better than O. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Hey, go shorts. Uh, better than O, but not Sandra O. Did you watch uh, Killing Eve? I haven't, but I had a friend who was, and uh, my friend was being a dickhole. Uh, so I Googled the ending of the season they were watching <laughs> and spoiled it for them. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of know how something ends. Sure, sure. It's a very good show. Uh, we have uh, we haven't watched the most recent season, but um, the two seasons we have watched are very good. I won't spoil it. Oh, actually, I, I think it was the second season that mm. I okay. yeah spoiled. But no, I've heard great things. So back to what you said about the raspy vocals. Yes, Tom is at it again. Yeah. 
at 33 seconds. I have that exact thing. I have 32 to 43. Okay. I'll start it at 32. Here we go. Not a direct comparison at all, but it, it it made me think of like Nirvana. Oh, interesting. That's a better comparison than the ones I was going to make. Oh, okay. I don't like the vocals there. They're a little like kind of butt rocky to me. <laughs> sure, sure, uh, sure. Like they now there's, let's see, I think it's in the next song. There is a very specific line mm-hmm. um, and a couple bands that I will talk about. But this just kind of sounds like, I don't know, like he's going to go open for Chevelle or something like, <laughs> Sure, I don't sure. know. Because he, he still kind of has that like gruff raspy thing he was doing in opener, mm-hmm. but it's different enough. He He's kind of like, re- he's trying to belt it out a little bit more. He's honestly, he's trying to sing a little bit more, sure, I think, sure. in this song. And it gives, it, it sounds like he's wearing a uh, a like thick leather like bracelet you know yeah, that has yeah. like those like ties or whatever yeah i don't know I, I i just i don't love it as much but it's weird because this song goes kind of like back and forth between reminding me of like music i'm pretty not into to some mm-hmm. bands that i'm really into yeah yeah it goes back and forth between like yeah some genres there's there's some grunge in there there's definitely some emo it's got some more mm-hmm. of the fast picking like in the last song that almost makes me Think of like, yes. like post rock or something like that. But yeah, the my next timestamp is at 105 and my note is oh so emo. And then not. I would say even that little guitar part is a, a little emo. It's a it's like um, the pop punk version of emo, yeah. So I, I had that same note, and the, there's those two screams, and they kind of gave me, well, I was going to say early, I guess there's not early and late period, but just some cap and jazz vibes. Oh, sure, sure, um, sure. Yeah. And then and then that that uh, strumming pattern that comes in after that is not not exactly that, but kind of in that family, mm-hmm. liter- literally and figuratively, <laughs> of... I can still see that being on kind of one of those like, you know, Jade Tree records or something. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, like a um, like an early promise ring kind of like Don't get ahead don't get ahead of me. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Spo- uh spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really glad we have the same timestamps here because then uh this will go faster. It, what's your next one? Is it at two sixteen? It's at two oh eight, but oh, goes okay. through two sixteen. Okay. So yours then. I'll play 208 to 215. No, 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 Dante. Okay, all right. Here we go. We're at uh, 208. Yeah, that's a cool picking pattern. It is very, very cool. And I probably couldn't do it myself. Nah, I could. <laughs> I could. I could. <laughs> what I would do is I would 
put the the pick in like a vice on the workbench, uh-huh. and then I'll just hold the guitar over it and do 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 then that's where I learned all my guitar techniques. It's what I it's what I assume Stephen Jenkins is doing. Yes, yes. <laughs> but see, the thing about that is, if you put the pick on the vice and it's it's you know stuck, it's not going anywhere. Now you got two hands. Yeah. Yeah. Right to move when before you're just strumming with one. So mm, mm, yep, smart. Yep, really using that head, using that noggin. <laughs> this song grew on me, but I like out of the three we've talked about so far, it is my least favorite. I it it might grow on me more, but I still think overall it's just kind of like, huh? Like sure, it's it sure. was it was over, and I was like, oh, is that that's it? I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, um, not bad, but not my favorite. Okay, okay. I think I would still pick this one over Angst for Joel. If I'm if I'm looking for a Jimmy Eat World type song, I'm going to pick this over Angst. If I want some Angst, I'm going to go to, mm-hmm. to Blink-182. It, but, <laughs> no, well, now I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, does Better Than No have accordion in it? Uh, I don't believe it does. But and is there an angstier instrument that you can think of? <laughs> no, there's not. Okay, yeah, it's... Like I said, it's fine. Yeah. I just thought it was a little a little bland. I mean, there are mm-hmm. obviously some cool things in there, um, but I think overall it's just not a great song. Sure. The, uh, the Jimmy Pod World guys, David and, uh, and Chavez... Uh, they mention that in the liner notes, they thank Jesse of Motion City Soundtrack. Ooh. And is I believe he's the other guitarist, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the principal songwriters. Is that right? Is that Jesse? I don't want to... Jesse... Jesse City Soundtrack. No, that's Josh. Okay, who is Jesse? Keyboard, synthesizer, piano. Okay. Ooh. So he's cool hair rocking out on that synth guy. Cool hair rocking out on that synth guy. Okay, timestamp that. Copyright, copyright, trademark, trademark. <laughs> that is Danny's song. That's look out for the new Battle Hag album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going in a different direction. <laughs> so here's something interesting. Amongst they said amongst their pod listeners that this is like a favorite like better than O is a fan favorite hmm that was my reaction interesting so like it makes me think like I must be wrong maybe and also they said at some point in the song it sounds like Green Day did you pick up I on didn't that? pick up on that either and they even like uh kind of mockingly sang the Green Day song for a second yeah uh, and it was not a Green Day song I recognized they they challenged us. I can't remember what green. I'm, I think I did recognize it. I think it was a Dookie song, wasn't it? Mm. I'd have to go back and listen. But they even said like there's one note where it sounds like it's about to go into Green Day to Green Day, and yeah. I I don't know. I guess I didn't take. I didn't have a dedicated listen to where I was like, okay, find the Green Day part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, I was just curious if that jumped out to you at all. Yeah, I should have uh, sent you this little intro file. That they provided me probably a week and a half ago, 
maybe uh-huh. maybe I should have given it to you a week and a half ago instead of nah. uh, 30 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> this was good. I mean, I was just doing a crossword, so. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, I'm a big crossword guy now. Are you? Are you? I mean, no, like uh, as of like five days ago. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. There was a there was get- a hot second where I was a I was a big Sudoku guy. Ooh, two very different guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I got bored with it and gave it up. What got you into it? Uh, my coworker, because he he would always do it, and I was like, "How do you do that? I've never really understood what you're supposed to do." And so he explained it to me, and then I tried some, and then I tried more, and I tried more. But thankfully, I I quit before it ruined my life. Uh, yeah, some people never get out. Yeah, yeah. Once it sucks you in. <laughs> La- last thing I will say, and it's again, it's just about the Jimmy Pod World intro. It took me three songs to realize that they have a, they have a catchphrase. Oh, do they? They they say, enjoy or don't. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, fuck, that's good. It is. Why don't Why don't we have anything like that? Um, yeah, I don't know. You tried like, to start a catchphrase with, uh, and we'll be right back. But it still only appeared on one episode. Well, yeah, okay, there's room to grow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a seed. I'm planting seeds. Sure, sure. But, yeah, like uh, when we intro the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. well, I guess we're not, we're talking more to the listeners than talking to each other, though. But, anyway, the fact that they can come on our pod and instantly be better at it than us like kudos to them but also yeah. uh David Jeremiah <laughs> who do you think you are who are you to step over that very low hurdle are you ready to go to the penultimate song i i am and um i was going to intro it after my um i'm i'm glad that uh Sudoku didn't take over my life and I was able to quit before it really uh, kind of turned me into a caveman. All right. Okay, Justin. Man. <laughs> this is consistently <laughs> voted another Tom song, song number 405. Um the worst Jimmy Eat World song and I just don't get it. It's obviously Coffee and Cigarettes is the worst Jimmy Eat World song. <laughs> um so uh what is it that drew you to this song and actually got you to cover it with one of our community members. Well, I think it was kind of being recommended this song by the community member. They just said, look, you got to give this song a chance listening to it a couple of times. Uh, look, I, I got what they were trying to say. The lyrics are a little bit, um, you know, they're, they're a little bit surface level, but like let's say in in uh, the case of covering this song, when you hear the song redone with a little bit of a di- from a little bit of a different angle, it gives you more appreciation for it. And uh, with the covers that we went through, which actually is a couple of covers from a, a, some more listeners of ours, that uh, you know it's an, another deep cut. It just gives you a further appreciation for this song. And I think this one grew on me. And uh, maybe it's the title of the song that threw me off. Maybe it was those, those initial couple of lyrics talking about monsters in your backyard and two by fours, but you actually start to analyze it, and there's a, there's a lot more underneath that surface. And so, yeah, Jimmy World is really upset about urban sprawl. Back absolutely, in the day. yes, <laughs> yeah. Chris Ray McCann will uh, will also uh, 
support us on that. In That's fact, right. Yeah. I brought it up. But yeah, so there's there is uh, I don't know what it is that people don't like about this. Maybe it is the title, but we gave it a chance. I like it. You like it. It's got a lot of the twinkly guitars we yes. like. Yeah, it's got so many things. You just got to give it a chance. Yeah, so track 8 of 12 on Static Prevails. Enjoy or not, but probably will. Caveman. Uh-huh. Cavemen, famous for their work with numbers. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, here's a, here's another fun fact for the listeners about Danny. Uh oh. Before he was spending all of his free time with the pod, he was somewhat of a I don't know if you'd say amateur or just like enthusiast, but um, comic book writer. And yeah. and and so Danny wrote a, a series of short comics uh, about himself where he's a superhero who fights against the meat industry, which I think is is noble, sure. with the uh, the barbaric strength of a California vegetarian man, or a cava man for short. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. And hey, I love the comics. I hope there's more someday. Yeah, someday. Someday. Hold on one second. There's a lot of banging happening in the room next to me, which I'm sure you can hear. Be right back. Okay, take your headphones off. Again, this is the quality of podcast you will not get on Jimmy Pod World. That's right. If you want constant interruptions, if you want Danny saying things like, there's a lot of banging going on next door and um, it not be a funny joke, uh, then, then this is the place for you. If you want like well thought out opinions and an analysis, if you want people who can say analysis without stumbling over it, then you can listen to Jimmy Pod World and whatever David and Sean go on about. And he's back. Hey Dante, you find the source? Mm, it was Han. Hmm. Don't know what he was doing, but <laughs> and he's not gonna say. <laughs> Um, caveman. Uh, they the pod eat Jimmy uh, podcast <laughs> said in their little introduction that this is uh, one of, according to fans, one of the worst Jimmy World songs. That's right. That's what they said. They mentioned that coffee and cigarettes, uh, which is often vented, is the worst, and it is pretty. Just the fact that it's called coffee and cigarettes. Uh-huh. Uh, is pretty cringy, but uh, hey, uh, this song is bad too. I I don't think this song is that bad. I kind of dig it. Okay, well, that I mean, that's fine for you. I think you were probably influenced by um, their intro when they said, you know, they they used their catchphrase, enjoy it or don't, but mm-hmm. you probably will enjoy it. And I was like, don't, you don't fucking know me. <laughs> <laughs> David, 
Lionel. Don't pretend <laughs> like you know what I'm about and what I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not going to get bullied into liking this song. I'm, I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed it a little bit more, but I can see why this isn't a a fan favorite. Sure, sure. Yeah, I did like this one. It reminded me and kind of shows where some of the influence of that Jimmy World had on some future bands that I liked. Not Futures, the album. Mm-hmm. I don't think this, like, this probably doesn't sound like anything that's on Futures. Like Future Islands? Future Islands, yes. Parts of the song remind me of the band Penfold, who I don't Penfold think you're familiar five? with. But you would be if you listen to Emo Diaries compilations. <laughs> and our old buddies, Empire, Empire, I Was a Lonely Estate. Aw. Yeah, the intro. It's got the little little clicky-click snares in, in the background, too. You know I love that. You do. You know I love that. But yeah, can't you just hear that that whole old Muppet mouth himself coming on? Who's that? Uh, Keith. What do you mean? Keith from uh, Jimmy Pod. Jimmy Pod. David and Keith? David Lattin. Keith is an actor? Leighton. David Keith is uh, an actor who has been in... I want to say some horror movies? Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of Keith David. Who's David Keith? <laughs> he is an American actor and director. I think I just lucked out with two two names. Sure, sure. I'll talk about Keith David, though, if you want. Sure. Uh, so yeah, Keith David like rules. One. I like this. I don't... I don't get it. Yeah, I, I'm fuck. It's a prank, man. I love this song. It's my favorite song. I have a tattoo on my back <laughs> of the lyrics. 55 seconds. Is that a synthesizer? So I think there's a synth in the background, which is great. I love it. It does feel, and I just realized this now listening to it, it does feel like he's, they're playing it too slow and he's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very first draft. Maybe the, the, yeah. Like there's some parts where I, like, I kind of want to like it. I kind of want to bub my head. Um, Bob, did I say bub? Bob, bob my head. Yeah. But then there's, then there's just some things that I'm just like, ugh. They j- it's like they just miss. Like there's some good stuff, but I just think overall it's a miss. Um, are you familiar with the movie Lady in the Water? Yes. And he's looking around like crazy. Okay. The story of that story goes that M Night Shyamalan okay. would. It all came back. I've not okay. seen it, but I'm familiar with the movie. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Big, I'm a big M Night guy, I, and I always like every new movie that comes out. I'm like, this is the one where he gets back to his form. <laughs> uh, oh boy, uh, kind of got excited by Split because like, all right, this is mm-hmm. this is good, and then the fucking sequel came out and it was dog shit. But uh, Lady in the Water, I think he said that he came up with that story by telling his child a bedtime story every night and he just kept like 
come making stuff up and, mm-hmm. and adding mm-hmm. stuff and so that's why if you ever see that movie like it's a fucking mess that barely makes any sense and they're like there's no like real logic or reason and that's how I feel like these lyrics were conceived like mm-hmm. they were just like made up as part of some improv bedtime story <laughs> and like I kind of like the the vague emo kind of matter of fact lyrics mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. But these are just like so like <laughs> weird and, and cringy at some parts. A monster lives in your backyard. A man with sh- a man with the shovels digging ten feet down to find out where it leads. A catalog full of nothing good. Like what? What? What the fuck, man? Okay. Like okay, what is I this? need a character and a place. <laughs> okay. Yes, and okay. Yeah, boy. Um, it's 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 not as bad. Like yeah, if this is their worst, then that says a lot about how great they are. Because sure, this sure. isn't like this is bad for them, and it definitely has some things that are pretty easy to make fun of. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it's unlistenable. Yeah, yeah. But it's bad. You want to hear something that's not unlistenable? Yes. Right up until he started singing there. Um, uh, I really like that part. I love the the like feedback and then the picking kind of fades in. Again, very Penfold, very Empire Empire. Reminds me a, a bit of Weezer a little bit too, like or, like Blue Album era Weezer. Uh, I'm not getting any Weezer. Um, and I'm not getting Penfold because I don't know them, but sure. I will trust you on that. Um, it's kind of... A, a backhanded compliment, but I agree. I like that part. And it's like, yeah, when, when this song's barely doing anything, <laughs> it's pretty good. But no, J- Jimmy World, like we said, they do the quiet, spacey parts. Very well. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, but you cut it off right where I was about to play because. Uh, well, perfect. Oh boy. Yeah. Here we go. 259. It seems like a trap. Face. When he hits face, it's like, I mean, I didn't realize that they also influenced like Lifehouse. Like, <laughs> like, do you remember the calling? And just that yep, type yep, of yep. those like kind of half fake like Christian rock bands that just, yeah, just that, that, that again. So that was to me like the third different way he's trying to sing. Sure. Like on this yeah, playlist. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like this is this is the way he sings on that song from Clarity, where it's just kind of like I feel like it's phoned in. Yeah, he does have like a very like on that Clarity song. I th- I'm pretty sure it's Blister. It would make sense. He's talking about walking far distances. You'd probably get blisters. <laughs> he kind of has that like 
<sighs> like thing yeah, to his yeah, yeah. his singing where it's like here I go. I mean, I don't want to slam the guy because I like most of these songs, yeah. and and even just as a guitarist and, and he's obviously and I, I like him. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like his his voice, his singing is just kind of flat. It, mm-hmm. And like I just mean that in in the way of like uh, expression. Yes. I guess yes. it's not super expressive. And maybe he's trying to do that a little bit more with the uh, the Lifehouse singing, but <laughs> sure. it just yeah, I associate that with kind of. Mm, for lack of a better term, douchebag music. Sure. And so I don't love it. Um, I had another an, another timestamp at 3.34 because there's some more rim taps, but uh, you already mentioned that earlier. So Guess what my next timestamp is? 3.35. Oh, so we were so close. I wonder what yours is. <laughs> Let's play it because I don't remember. All I, all I have a note, my note says, it sounds like Empire, Empire, and Penfold again. So good, so emo. So good. I'm gonna do 3:34. This is Dante's timestamp. Tippity tapping and the pickety picking. The the tapping almost sounds a little messy. Like he's throwing in some some like rim flams where he's kind of hitting both sticks down, mm-hmm. just not, not exactly the same time, but just off. So you hear both, um, and so it's like still in time, but it kind of sounds a little a little messy. And mm-hmm. uh, I really like that. That's uh, our buddy Zach behind the kit. You know what? I was initially I was gonna say that overall this song was a loss and it was going to be two and two. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple things that I, ah, oh boy, I don't know, man. I don't know. I The first 30 seconds of the song I think are lovely. Mm-hmm. And that part I really like. Yeah. And everything in between I, I don't think is very good. Oh, man. I'm going to say we're two one and one. This, is, this was a, a draw. Sure, sure. Wait, do I like this song better than Better Than Oh, though? Boy, that can't be right. <laughs> I don't know. TBD, man. TBD, untitled. All right. Finally, uh, this is, I guess, really probably the most mellow of the tracks. I absolutely love everything about it. It's more of a vibe than it is a song. Um, this song is untitled. Uh, it's track 9 of 11, never forget, uh, from the singles album. Uh, and it was on a blueprint split back in 1996 uh it has three lines of lyrics porch light alone as you stepped out you stepped out it made a silhouette of your head then you walked down um it's i have so many notes on this song um for three (laughs) lines right uh the band blueprint is from houston texas um mitch porter is not on this song uh, because this was after they signed to Capitol. And uh, yeah, it's just such a cool, it's like I said, more of a vibe than it is a song. Um, very airy, very shoegazy, very arpeggiated guitars. Right. And, uh, and, and my the vocals notes, are super airy. 
In my notes here, you know, I've got something. I think this is from the liner notes, but Jim just mentioning that they would record all live um, vocals and everything, and they only had so much studio time. But as Larry Elia was set, setting some stuff up, they just took that opportunity to uh, record this. So something that may not have ever been. That's true. So, uh, yeah, I absolutely love the song. This is up there with opener is one of my favorite Jimmy Eat world songs. So, um, yeah, enjoy or not, but really hopefully you enjoy this gym song. The only gym song on our list, maybe cause it's just <laughs> so airy and out there, but I'm pretty sure it's Jim yeah. untitled. Untitled off of uh oh did we mention Caveman was off of Static Prevails? No, we did I don't not. Know if we did. Oh, we also didn't um, mention that Better Than O is off of a split with Emery, but not that Emery. Well, th- was that confirmed? I I just heard the uh, that the yeah, that is confirmed. Yes. Okay, it's true. Yeah, I skipped over that just to get to the really important line about you liking Ellen Pompeo. Yes. <laughs> uh, untitled off of their split with Blueprint. From 1996. Oh, I had this off their singles from 2000, but was that like a re-release? Yeah, singles was like a collection of a bunch of singles. Right. Okay. Hmm. Um, According to Jimmy Pod, possibly a bit of a cash grab so they can earn some money to record Bleed American. Yeah, well, I mean, that, not so much a cash grab, but uh, that's, that's fundraising. Yeah. I would say you just mm-hmm. got to frame that in a in a less gross way yeah geez david and mike Who, who's that the jimmy jimmy podcast world <laughs> uh-huh oh boy last song here we go um they, they said uh this is more of a vibe than a song yeah and i i totally agree and that's probably why it's my favorite it's a very good song and it the first couple times i i listened to it i was like wait are there words in this song? Oh, there is. There is. Yeah, and you don't something. hear that very often where there's a song that only has like a couple lines at the beginning and then it's this great instrumental track. But they do they do it and they do it well. This is our only non-Tom song. This song yeah. is sung by um, the other guy in Blink-182, Jim Atkins. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's three lines of lyrics. And and my I wasn't for sure that it was Jim, but I I just I asked it in my notes. I said, "That's the voice of Jim." Yeah, because I thought it was, but wasn't sure. Yeah, I think more more songs should be written in this style. Kind of pull the old switcheroo. Yeah, switcheroo. Do do a verse, but really just get down to the, you know, the like the the Jimmy Parlborough guy said. You know, it's airy, it's shoegazy. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's very pretty. Um, I have a timestamp at 31 seconds. Cool. There is a second guitar that comes in, and it's just, it's very delicate and emo. And because this is Jimmy World, it's sort of a delicate emo sweetness. 
I'm listening. Along with that second lead, once those good, because before that it's all very quiet. Mm-hmm. There's like this emo guitar opening, but it's very quiet. And then that second guitar comes in, and along with that, there's this like introduction of a a, a constant swelling, mm-hmm. and it's like someone like hit a chord and then just like put the guitar down, yeah, 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 and yeah, let yeah. it reverberate throughout the rest of the song and just <laughs> ring out. And it's great. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. This one is very, very like post-rock. It's almost like the first couple of minutes of a post-rock song or the last two minutes of the post-rock song. And there's, there's, you know, five more minutes still to come or something like that. Or, or it just leads into the next song. It's, it's really fucking great. I still think they're making very, I, I think the most post-rock thing about it is just that it's instrumental, mm-hmm. it's a few guitars, and it's not busy. It's but not, they're still like, yeah. they're still very like, they're playing emo chords and they're playing emo notes. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it's, it's not all the way. Oh, is that, that, if that's not a thing, I don't know why it's not a thing. There are a couple bands out there that I've, I've referred to, to myself as post-emo. Okay, but I mean, so has this been like, has this been peer reviewed by anybody? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, who are those bands? Uh, the the first one that ever made me think of it was a band called Foxing. Their first okay. album is a very, what I would call a post emo band because it's got emo post rock elements uh, to it. I've heard of them. Is it because of you? Maybe. Okay. I saw them open for me without you, and they at the boardwalk, and they kind of blew my mind a little bit live. Same mm-hmm. same situation happened when I saw Manchester Orchestra open for me without you at the boardwalk. They kind of blew my mind. Their first album's really great. Every album after that, I haven't been that big on, uh, but they just came out with a new one. I, I think it's out now, but I need to give that a listen. Maybe I'll give them to you. Yeah, you should. You should. Give me five songs. Yeah. So you don't have any timestamps? I don't have any timestamps on this very short instrumental song. All I have to say about it is that I like it. You're like someone who's shit out of luck at the post office. You're stampless, bitch. <laughs> oh. When's your comedy album coming out, buddy? God, get fuck off. <laughs> Just out of context uh, excerpts from this podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, I would like send that in as a demo and like they would like send law enforcement to my yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not okay what you've done. Um, uh, um, but yeah, I only have that one, uh, that one timestamp at 31 seconds. Um, but I, I just think this is my f- favorite song. It is more of a vibe and I like vibes. Because yeah. a vibe, I will always remember that weird feeling of 
like listening to Goodbye Sky Harbor for the first time and like nine minutes in being like, oh, right, I'm still listening to this song. Because it just like, like my bedroom just like totally like, or maybe the song absorbed my bedroom, the bedroom <laughs> absorbed the song. My, there was a lot of absorbing going on <laughs> sure, in my bedroom sure. during those days. So, but it was just like, oh, I'm just, I've just been living in this kind of like repetitive, melodic mm-hmm. song for mm-hmm. a long time. And then like my brain clicked back on that. It was like, hey, by the way, you're still listening to this yeah. and I, I love it. And so if, boy, the, the more Jimmy world of that vintage I can listen to, yes. the better. So I, yes. I'm, I'm very happy about Untitled. Sweet. Well, I think that's it then for this, our first episode in Jimmy Eat July. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, this playlist was great. It was good. I'm going to say great. Even though I wasn't like a huge fan of all the songs, I'm going to say great. It was a fun the exper- time. Sure. I agree with that. It was a fun time. For some reason, I thought like early Jimmy Eat World was very pop punk like the first song was more like that and it's nice to hear kind of the evolution of that the uh, guitar picking emo kind of stuff that becomes clarity and then evolves into uh, bleed american and then probably evolves into other songs after that i'm not sure but yeah it was is a very fun playlist and i appreciate the collaboration the first collaboration that succeeded on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. Jimmy Pod, David, and Justin. Thanks, buddies. That's his name. David and Justin. Okay. I see when you said David and Mike, I thought that was you saying <laughs> like trying to correct me. Yes. Nope. I don't know. So so Justin must be the uh the Dante of their duo. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Uh, doesn't help out much. Unlikable. <laughs> Requires a lot of editing. <laughs> hey, Justin, if you ever need to talk about um, like being bullied by the the member of the pod who thinks they're like the like sole creative and driving force behind the project, like w- we can vent to each other. It's fine. Like, um, just DM our Instagram, and Danny will get you in touch with me. I'll send Dante some screenshots. I would say I liked three out of the five songs a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angst for Joel, Opener, and Untitled. I think I grew to like Caveman more during this record, sure, to be sure, honest. Sure. Better Than No, I think is fine. I could see it growing on me. Um, but I, I I really appreciate how this rounds out my Jimmy Eat World knowledge, even yeah. though it's certainly not a comprehensive look at their early, early stuff. It just kind of gives me some, some touch points that mm-hmm. makes me feel like I'm not such of a... Uh, what is it? A uh, Jimmy Eat poser? Yes, thank. You. That's better. Yeah, their early stuff was for sure a blind spot for me, and I, to be yeah. honest, I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. Um, except I knew it wasn't Jim singing, and I I liked most of what I heard, and I'm glad I have these. You know, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna vibe out to Untitled and an opener, and you know, quite a bit here. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you, boys. Thanks, dudes. And be sure to join us next time when we discuss. Our favorite songs off of the album Clarity by Jimmy Eat World. And uh, would you like to dedicate this episode to anybody? Should I dedicate it to Bon Petit?
I think you're dedicated. Yeah, to yeah. Okay. Um, this one goes out to Mon Petit. He was a big Jimmy World fan, especially the early years. Rest in peace, buddy. Mm, cautioners, such a good song. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Just take some time, <laughs> little girl. Yep, you're in the middle of the pod. Of the pod. Actually, no, we're no. we're we're rounding home. Yeah, we're rounding seventy five percent. We're rounding home. We're going back to first. Yeah, <laughs> gonna do it again. Oh man, that um, that baseball thing I sent you. Do you like it when I send you sports things? I do. Um, it's a little bit like when my mom sends me like articles or like tweets she saw that i of course saw four days prior sure 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 um but i still appreciate it as i appreciated danny sent me the very cool uh javi baez play where he somehow got in a rundown on the first baseline <laughs> all that all that first baseman had to do was turn around take two steps and step on the bag and it was inning over but javi baez bless his soul fucking goaded him into running around the diamond like an idiot and <laughs> they scored they scored out of it when it should have been inning over that was yeah i've no, baseball everyone talks about how baseball can be very very boring and it can but baseball might be the only sport at least the only like super popular american sport where every time you watch a baseball game you might see something that you have never seen before yeah yeah like baseball has that that potential every time which is very fun <laughs> it was it was hilarious baseball is i understand why people find baseball boring it is the only sport that i like to watch like i i will actively watch baseball on tv um hmm. not like but if it's on i'll be like i'll watch it and understand what's going on um but that it was just fucking hilarious just like he's like barely moving back like i feel like the first baseman was like got fucking molasses on his cleats or something. <laughs> I don't understand how he didn't catch up to this dude. And then he tosses the ball to the catcher and fucking dude, dude who was at bat, I don't know his name is like, he throws his arm out, arms out like safe. And then he's like, Oh wait, I can still run. And he runs Yeah, and they fucking another error and they overthrow the ball. And then he gets the second base and there's another fucking, like those are the kind of baseball teams I was on when I was <laughs> playing little league. Yeah. Just all 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 around bad. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs>